stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. And I tell you what, this week, I mean, I love nature. I, I wish I could get out in it a little bit more often. Um, I, I just love it. We've got a little mini farm here. And when I record this, I'm looking out. We've got 11 acres and I look out onto the, you know, into the paddocks. And I, I just reckon the outdoors is absolutely fantastic. And today I'm chatting with Doug Mazinski, and he is the founder of Gippsland Adventure Therapy, where he takes young people out, well, mostly out into nature. Sometimes he just sits in a lounge room with them, but he takes them out and does what they want to do. And it's kind of an addition to other therapy. And it is, it's, he's booming. It is such an important thing. A lot of these kids have got, um, you know, ASD or they've got sort of complex trauma and that kind of thing. And what Doug's doing with them is absolutely phenomenal. So, I'm just going to get straight into it. You're going to love him. And here we go. So welcome, Doug. Thanks. Oh, very quick thanks. It's great to be here. I haven't had a chance to say no, so it's fine. It happened all very fast. <laughs> and that is true for everybody listening. Doug's, Doug said, I said, maybe you should get you on your podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I said, great, we'll do it tomorrow. And he's like, oh, well, then I don't get a chance to say no, do I? That's yeah, fine. That's fine. It's good. I love it. Spontaneous. Let's um, just do it. You're awesome, Doug. Now, you've oh. got um, Gippsland Adventure Therapy. And, mm. you know, I've been watching you for a while. And you, I, I don't know, I get a bit jealous. I'm going to be honest. Because, <sighs> You know, yeah, I used to be a real outdoors bunny, and I and I just not getting enough time. And and be, to be honest, I've put on a few kilos. <laughs> when I think about you know doing something outdoorsy, I'm like, oh, geez, that, that that's a bit hard. But you, I see you just loving it, and you know, you what's what's the word? It's I'm going to use authentic, but it's deeper than that. Like you are, um, <clears throat> you're just immersed. Do you know? You're just. <laughs> You're so into what you're doing that you love it so much. And, and that draws people in. I love you for it. I watch you and I just say, God, I love Dougie. I love him. I hope you don't mind me calling you Dougie. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. So you're going to be a man of few words or are we going to get into conversation? No, no. So, oh, no. What did I to say? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Well, well, we were just saying before you started recording, like talking about being authentic, and I was just saying how um, I was having a conversation with my wife the other night about running the business, and it's just like I know what I'm doing is not the most efficient way of doing it, but I just can't do it any other way. Like if it's not me and if it's not authentic, I can't do it, and that's 
I don't know, that's probably my greatest weakness and my greatest strengths all in one. Uh, but yeah. no, I love it. I love, I love what I'm doing. It's, I mean, people say you've got the best job in the world. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, it's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they go, you just go outside and play with kids. And I'm like, well, it's probably a bit more than that, but essentially that's the most important part. Like I'm, I'm outdoors and I, like, I love it. So I'm crap at anything if I don't love it. Again, it's probably not a, a great thing, but in this instance it is. And um, I love doing it. I love being outside. I love just doing, you know, adventurous stuff, but also it doesn't have to, like, doesn't have to be throwing myself off a cliff. Um, just being, just moving and doing doing cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and helping kids. Um, that's kind of that's what I do. I've spent the last... I think it's been over 12 years now um, working in the in like the youth space, working with um, kids with complex trauma um, in the out-of-home care sector yeah. back in another life yeah. and run, running a running an adventure therapy program um, for traumatised young people and, you know, yeah. Um, and it's cool. And now doing my own thing, like just really – it's just been a bit of a whirlwind, really. It's only been nearly, I think, 18 months. And um, I don't know. still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> don't know what I'm doing when it comes to running a business. I have no idea what I'm doing there. But in terms of when I'm out in it with a, with a, with a young person, yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my happy place. It's my vibe. Um, yeah. And uh, it's been a very steep learning curve. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, well, you don't need say, it. But... <laughs> you're skirting all over the place, but I bloody love it because you're hitting yeah. some really good, really good um, notes there. But when you tell us about, tell us exactly what is Gippsland Adventure Therapy, so we've got to, so we know what you're actually right. talking about. Okay, here's the spiel. You ready for the spiel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gippsland Adventure Therapy is a youth wellbeing service where my aim is to have a positive impact on young people's mental health and well-being and I do that through running engaging outdoor experiences that are and I've got three three rules that are safe that are fun and that are useful so um, safe is it's about emotional safety as well as physical safety Um, and the emotional safety is it's about providing an experience that is not too overwhelming for that person so it's it's at their level it's just enough to keep them interested but it's not too much that it's going to scare them um and they're in charge we're like even playing field as much as possible um fun well fun you know because if it's not fun what's the point of doing it Um, and then useful so that's probably the the therapy side of things in terms of whatever we're doing there's an intent, like I'm actually doing stuff for a reason to try and have a have a therapeutic effect and like increase their well-being or work on something or whatever it is. Um, and that can be anything from just being a, a positive male in their life to working on, on regulating um, strategies to help them get through their day-to-day normally. Um, and, and the rest is unique to, to what what they need. So you know it's usually one-on-one where we go out for like a a half day or a full day 
and we do something that they want to do. Um, sometimes I run small group programs and I also do weekend therapeutic adventures where I'll take, it could be one person or it could be a family and we go away for three days and we do something really cool uh, and really relevant for them. And at all times it's about um, making sure that it works for them, making sure that they're safe, working on their therapeutic goals. And number one, do no harm, probably. <laughs> do do no harm, do something really cool. Um, love it. That's kind of it, yeah. I love it. And do no harm to the planet too. That's one thing I love about you is your, your utmost respect, you know, for, for the wild and, you know, for the wilderness and nature and you just I try. You love it. Yeah. I do I have to come clean. I do drive a troopy. So you know, <laughs> well, I'm gonna get there. You gotta get don't to make, they don't make electric troopies yet. So oh well, look, you know what? I think it's hard, isn't it? Because none of us are perfect and we've all just got to no. do if we all just do a little thing or a few little things, you know, we're 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 definitely doing better for the planet than if we're just completely trashing it. So yeah, I, I absolutely love what you do. How did it um you said that you were working in uh, you know, with traumatized kids at beforehand, right? How did it come to be that you started your own business? Like and, and there's a steep learning curve when you start a business. It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing, but I do not know that business stuff. So what was, this, what was the step? Like, you know, what was the, what, well, what made you say I'm going to do this? Yeah, well, I think uh, before running this business, I was working for a large not-for-profit, I think, for about 12 years. So I was coming to the natural end of my time there. But mid-pandemic, um, my the program that I was running um, closed, mm. uh, like so many programs um i still managed to stay there for another 12 months but that was that was the writing on the wall it was like all right i need to if i want to keep doing this and stay mm. in this location um and not get a real job um i gotta start my own thing so it was a bit it was like i had, I had no other choice really um and without a question this is what i've always dreamt of doing mm. so I went and did it. <laughs> like it wasn't, there wasn't, you know, it was like, oh, I've got to do this. Okay, I'm doing it. Um, I'm kind of a all-in sort of a person. My wife is probably rolling her eyes right now. Um, <laughs> she, I, I told you, I have to tell you about my epiphanies. My wife says that I have epiphanies, so I'll be just going along every day as normal. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, I've got an idea. And this is this is better, and I should do this, and everyone else should recognise that this idea is way much better. So I'm going to do that now. Um, <laughs> so have your epiphany and go do it. Um, and I think Gippsland Adventure Therapy was a little bit that as well. It was like all of a sudden, why don't I do my own thing? And so I am, and there you go. So I did. <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I love that. And and I reckon in COVID there was a hell of a lot of people that, you know, their natural job, whatever that job was doing, you know, so many businesses closed down, so many things came to a halt, pro programs came to a halt. And, yeah. and I, I reckon it was as much as I, as much as there's a lot of sadness in it, you know, and a lot of trauma for people and, you know, am I going to have a job and I've lost my, could lose my house and all that, there was also a lot of opportunity in there, did, you know, for people to say, 
in, in fact, I was hoping that we'd all come out the other end and say, I'm not doing this shit anymore. You know, I've only got one short, precious life and yeah, I'm going yeah. to absolutely do my thing, but not everybody has done that. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who have thought of it. But you did it. Did. Now, when you, when you, I, I know you're saying, I just jump in, I have an epiphany and I just jump in. Your poor wife, that's all I can say. But um, I get it because it's a little bit the same here, but just we'll keep <laughs> that under wraps. Um, it's, it, were you thinking, you know, how I know my, I know my adventure stuff. It's, that's really easy. The business stuff is really hard because I've never done it before. It, would, how much self-doubt did you have? How much, even though you said, I'm going in, I'm throwing myself in, were you like, I was oh, terrified. like terrified. terrified? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, I was telling you before, I still like, it's probably one of my biggest challenges now. I can still feel like an imposter. Um, when I, yeah. Talk in like publicly in front of people. I was like, oh, geez, like, why are these people here listening to me? Um, and yeah, yeah, it just so much. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do GST or like a bass statement, or, um, you know, I had to, I had to get a licensed tour operator permit to work in national parks. I've never done that before. Um, I don't know. And like, I just, you don't know what you don't know. I think that's the scariest thing. But also probably the best thing because if you knew everything that you had to do to start up a business, you would never do it. Yeah. Um, so instead you just put the blinkers on and you do it and every day there's something new that you, you have to try and figure out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't had time to think about it. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few mentors, which I'm really lucky to have, um, and one of them was saying to me, you know, have you, have you actually – reflected on what you've done so far I was like oh no um probably not until recently but literally I've got two little kids um and this business is our sole income we've got nothing else there is no plan b um I just didn't have time to think about it which is probably good because uh, mm. if I thought about it I think I'd be terrified and um not do it mm. not do it so but uh, this is maybe a bit of a cliche um, so one of the things that I love to do is go rock climbing um, and whitewater kayaking. So when you're climbing or when you're when you're kayaking, you know you might be in a situation generally where it's like, oh, this is really scary, but you kind of you just have to do it. So you, yeah. you get good at um, not ignoring the fear, but just well, I can't I can't not be scared. I just have to trust myself and go for it. And that, I think it's kind of similar with this, and I just have a strong hope <laughs> that things will work out, or, or a strong belief in myself that I will, I will figure it out. Um, I'm still terrified. I still doubt every decision, and I hate, I hate having to like, I, I'm on my own. I hate having to make the decisions on my own. Like I need a parent. <laughs> I need a parent to call. Like I know what the right decision is, but I don't want to make it. So um, I'm very, I'm very. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have lots of help um, to get me through it. Like my dad is my bookkeeper. He's a bank. He was a bank manager. He's very good with numbers. Um, I've got uh, old uh, an old manager that I used to work with um, many years ago. Two actually, who are very clever people, and they've worked and they've managed lots of people. And I ring them and I go, I need to make this decision, and they're like, Well, Doug, you already have, right? I'm like, Yeah, I just needed to tell you. 
Um, <laughs> and then, and then I got, um, I got people that I know who do similar sorts of things to me, and I can call them and and go help. Um, and they and everyone's so generous, and yeah. So I think that got me through the self doubt. Um, yeah. And it helps when people like you say, "Oh, you're awesome." So. I'd be lying if that didn't like give you a little. All right. Well, everyone's saying I can do this, so surely I can do this. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying about um confidence. You, well, you you didn't say it, but it's it's um you know I teach confidence here in my leadership yeah. program, and one of the thing one of the parts to that is that people think you've got to be confident in that end goal so for example I have to be confident in business you know to be able to run my own business but it's that's not actually true the truth is that you have to be confident in your ability to figure it out yeah that's the difference when people pull it back to that you know I only need confidence in my ability to figure out the next step yeah, yeah, and most of us have the ability to figure out the next step, and yep. you know we can really do it like that. It's 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 great. I, I love it. I love it. And I have I have no strategy. No, <laughs> no. Geez, I tell you what, I've done some business courses, and they got you got your business plan, and I'm like, nah. And they're like, we have to have a business plan. I'm like, I don't have a business plan. I just I just know what feels right and what feels good, and you know what 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 I enjoy doing, and that's what I go after, and it always yep. works. And these and some people will be like, oh god, nah, you can't run a business like that. But yeah, but I do, and you do. I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, and my wife is the opposite. Yeah. Um, but she has the faith. Actually, let's go on record. The faith that she has in me is is almost as scary as like jumping in and running this business because she was like, yeah, you, you'll make it work. I know you'll make it work. Um, and she just totally just trusted me and just let me do it. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> like, you know, no backup plan, nothing. And she's like, you'll make it work. That's fantastic. And same with my partner, they're trusting me. I think I think we've got like we we seem to be these two little um pairs that are exactly the same, little magnets towards each other. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. Now you take these kids out anywhere, like like yeah, at the bush and out the beach and you know, all, all sorts of amazing Sometimes the park at you know, just just in town. Like it doesn't have to be remote. It's just, you know. Yeah, just taking them outdoors. Is it just yeah. So why why are these who are these kids and why are they so important to you? Um because they pay me. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's on record, Doug. That's no. <laughs> true. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't do it for free. No. Um <laughs> the majority of kids. <laughs> you can edit that out, right? Um oh, the no, majority of that kids <laughs> that fair enough that um that I work with at the moment um have funding through the National Disability Disability Insurance Scheme, so NDIS. Um, I also work with uh, young people that uh, get referred to me through maybe our Department of um, Family, Fairness and Housing, like child protection, or a, um, a youth uh, agency, maybe like Anglicare or, or others. Um, and generally they're young people that they either have a, a diagnosis of um, autism spectrum disorder and their parents are looking for alternative ways to, you know, help them develop and flourish, mm. um, or they're young people working through um, 
you know, the challenges of, of complex trauma and, mm. and then everything that comes with that, like, um, oh, you know, delayed development, um, substance misuse, um, just disengagement, low mental health. Um, but it's all like, it's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, mixed mashed of everything, you know, mm. whatever. Like it, it's, um, yeah. And it, it can also be young people that are actually got, you know, a really great life and, and the pandemic has just rocked them and their parents are looking for something um, to try and re-engage them in the life. Um, yeah, it's, what was your question again? <laughs> uh, no, just like what kind of, you know, who are the kids that join your program? And yeah, and, and, and I did ask why are they so important to you? And you said, because they got the money, but I know damn well that you're just joking about that. No, I, I mean, of course, we have to be paid to do a business, but you could have chosen to do this with, um, you know, schools that have got money and, you know, that kind of stuff. And the kids that you're mm. working with have got some challenging behaviours, you, you know, and that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of people think, might... Oh, no. Um, well, I was going to say a lot of people might shy away from that, but but you, you're you going in their head first and saying, no, no, these kids are important and they and regular therapies are not cutting it for a lot of kids. So yeah. why is your heart, heart really... Um, feeling for these kids like what's your touch I, I think I have a no I, I know I have like a big drive for um making making this accessible so you know it's, especially with a, the high steep learning curve with um autism and, and ASD um so so many kids they, they get a diagnosis of um ASD or autism spectrum disorder and then straight away with that diagnosis comes a referral to an occupational therapist, a speech pathologist, a psychologist. And it's like, and this is definitely not a, a criticism of those professions. They're all amazing. Mm. Um, and I know some very amazing people within those professions. But it, they kind of get put into a box. Like this is your diagnosis. This is your treatment plan. And I get so many, the majority of young people that I work with are with me because that doesn't work for them. Like yeah. not, not, not nothing else is working, but like that in itself doesn't work for them. So like being outside, moving um, and, and having something where like, cause I don't, I don't go in and say, all right, we're going to do this program with you and you're going to do this and then we're going to go rab selling and then we're going to go carve a spoon and then we're going to do this. It's like, hey, my name's Doug. This is what I do. I'm a bit weird. Um, it's all about you. Um, I'll do what you want to do as long as it's safe for me to do it. Um, let's go. And if you change your mind midstream, that's fine. We'll change it. If you say no to me, then I'll respect you no. Like there's no pressure for you to do anything. You, you know, you can finish any time. Like it, I think, I think that I've purposely or, or subconsciously put it out there that the kids were nothing else will work are the kids that I really want to work with. Um, mm. And I don't know why, but there's definitely a drive to make this, 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 this thing, if it's helpful to them, accessible to them and, and to change it so that it works for them rather than them have to fit into a, some sort of plan. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was having this chat with Ali the other night and 
um, trying to figure out where we can make things a bit more efficient. But I'm like, I can't because that's that's why people come to me because because that's what I can do. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's um, takes a lot of energy, but um, at the same time, I get a kick out of it. So you know, mm. oh, and you kick probably a big kick out of it because you're making a difference to. You know, making it. You're I seeing so. the kids. You're seeing the the smiles on their faces. You know, a lot of people start things because not everybody, but a lot do start something because for them it goes back to something in their own childhood. Didn't you know they didn't fit in? Didn't you know? Or, or like I do get off the bench when I was a kid. I invented everything, and everyone laughed at me. Do you know? And now I'm bloody hell bent. Yeah. If you've got an idea, I'm going to bloody well help you get it up and running. <laughs> That kind of stuff, but is it, is it how was it like for you as a kid? Like, did did you were you a square peg they were trying to fit into a round hole? And you might not have been, no, but I'm interested. I had, a, I had a privileged, I had a privileged childhood. I grew up in Far North Queensland, um, running barefoot in the rainforest. Well, <laughs> my my parents would you know let us go camping. They'd take us camping, um, you know, in different places. Um, we moved down here when I was 10, so, like, it was my early childhood in Queensland. But, no, they were very much um, supportive and we'd go camping and we'd do stuff and, you know, they were the sort of parents where it's just like, well, you, you know, you do whatever you want, you know. Um, they travelled a lot. They took us, my brother and I, um, to the UK when I was five and we spent six months in a motorhome travelling around the UK yeah. uh, in, in winter. Uh, <laughs> My mum's from over there. Um, yeah, it just so I think that was a pretty cool foundation where they were like, you know, you go and be you. Don't don't worry too much about everyone else. We we were probably as a family a bit weird um, and square peg in a round hole. Um, yeah, and then yeah, and then just kind of went, yep, off you go, do do life. Um, so I did. Yeah, yeah but you're, talk, you're talking about a solid foundation there of, of naturalistic stuff, do you, you know, and it's mm. obviously, it obviously, I was going to say got drummed into you, but that's not true because you, you obviously yeah. just um, embraced it because you wanted to. And what a wonderful gift because a lot of kids, particularly now I look at a lot of kids and they're not outside. Like they are, when I was yeah. a kid, I'm, you know, I'm nearly 60 and I, we were outside, we got kicked outside. There's your bike, yeah. piss off, you know, don't come back till five o'clock. Yeah. But, but yeah. now, you know, so many kids don't just don't get to enjoy the outdoors. And I love that you're bringing mm. it to them because there's so much healing just, you know, being outdoors. There is. Nice segue. Um, I'm good. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is. I think. Um, I mean, my my parents just gave me the opportunity, and I and I took it. Um, but what you just said that like there's so much healing outdoors. There is, as long as it's safe. Um, yeah. I think. I think we're we've come into this um, era now, like post pandemic and everything, where it's you know nature is healing. Get outside. Um, nature is is the place to be, and. I agree with all of that. However, it needs to be safe yeah. for you to do that. So, yeah. you know, for example, a young person, a person who's terrified of water, you don't go take them to the lake or the beach. Yeah. You go, hey, it's healing. Sit on the beach, you're healed, and they're like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. You've got to, you've got to do it in a way that they feel safe. Um, yeah. 
yeah, you know, so my so my wife she's gonna kill me. Um, she doesn't like white water that much. And when we were very young, I took her white water rafting, and you know, she'll never forget the trauma that I put her through because um, <laughs> I was young and stupid. And it's like, I like it. You like it. Of course, everyone likes it. Um, you know, I, I just think I think there just needs to be a bit of caution with with this this move towards outdoor things. I'm totally behind it. I'm totally an advocate for it. Um, but it's it's that inclusiveness I think is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, is like, yes, nature can be healing. Also, nature can kill you. Um, yeah. The outdoors is a beautiful place, but let's do it safely. Like, let's do it with someone who's safe and let's do it in a way that is safe for you. Um, yeah. And I, I harp on a lot now about um, with the kids that I work with and anybody that will listen to me, um, that it's it's not my adventure it's your adventure. So for me, like I'm probably undiagnosed ADHD. Um, I cannot relax and sit still unless my body is exhausted. So I've got to go out and smash myself. And for me, that's like going to get like a spa treatment or something because um, I'm a bit weird. And only then can I just be like content and, oh, awesome. But I am a slow learner and I have finally learned that most people aren't like that. So, you know, I continuously... <laughs> continuously remind myself when I'm working with these young people or for these young people that it's it's not my adventure, it's your adventure. So um, what I think is best for you is probably not what is best for you. Um, I've got lots of ideas, but I need to be really, um, what's the right word, you know, in tune and, and empathetic to like what you're feeling and what you need so that I can offer you the right experience. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's an art that I'll continuously, continuously be learning. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. sorry, N nature is so healing uh, as long as it is safe for you. Safe, yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's important and I think I've got a big push now. Um, I really want to try and advocate and educate the outdoor sector around you know outdoor education outdoor therapy we need to make sure that it works for people let's not assume that oh you know what you need to do you need to build resilience let's go abseiling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well hang on wall <laughs> you might traumatize somebody by doing that yeah um, yeah let's do something that works for you uh, I love that. I love that. And I also love the safety thing. My my family calls me Smokey Bear because, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm a bit of a killjoy as far as safety goes. You know, we shouldn't do that. We, we, we sure we should do that. You know, what if one of the kids gets hurt and they're like, oh, Karen, let's have some fun. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you know, <laughs> I love it. So it, maybe another good segue, you talk about, um, oh, what's that feedback informed treatment, you know, and using that. What is yeah. that feedback-informed treatment? Um, so it's developed by a very, very, very smart man by the name of Dr. Scott Miller in the States. Uh, and it's, um, oh, I've got to get this right, otherwise I'll get in trouble. <laughs> it's, a, it's an evidence-based um, framework to, to, to measuring people's outcomes to ensure that um, the therapy that you're providing is 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 relevant and is useful. Um, yeah. So it's uh, in the states, 
they have um, like empirically supported research and evidence towards delivering therapy as we do here. Um, and if you want to know more about it, you should get in touch with a person called Will Dobud, who lives in South Australia and runs his own uh, private practice and adventure therapy service and is a uni professor of Charles Sturt or research Dr. Scott Miller. But basically, it's an, yeah, it's an evidence-based um, measure to um, keep track of people's outcomes. So, and it's super simple, it's almost too easy. Um, so at the start of every session, we do we do a um, like a survey, which, which gives us uh, an indication of where their mental health is. Mm. Um, and then at the end of each session, we do another little survey, it takes one minute, and it's like, how useful was this session for you? And so they get to score me as a, as a facilitator, yeah. And they get to score me on like how well did they think I, I was listening to them? Um, how important was it? Um, how much did they enjoy it? How much do they want to keep doing it? And there's like certain cutoffs. So if I get below a certain score, that's not acceptable. And I, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm doing better. So every like it's like checking in every session to make sure that the session is relevant for them. And we can keep track and we do it together. Like there's nothing hidden and, and we graph it all and it's all very pretty. And we can say, hey, this is what you said your your mental health was when we started, and this is where it is now. And you know, we talk about what what's changing to make it better, or what's changed that's making it worse. And then um, with my service, it's like, okay, how can I make this more relevant for you? So we're constantly mm -hmm. shifting, um, constantly pivoting. As a, a friend of mine um, in in the Blue Mountains, he he uses that term pivoting, um, which I love. So it's like. You know, I go in with a plan, but very quickly we're pivoting to to do something different because um, they know what they need better than me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's fantastic. And <laughs> after spending you know over a decade working in and around like a, a not for profit and and therapeutic services and and youth services, there was this big thing around evidence based. And I ran an adventure therapy program there, and it was like, oh, you know, everything needs to be evidence based or evidence informed, and it's a really hard thing to do. And mm. you know, that's the gold standard to to offering a service. And I found Will Dobud, Dr. Scott Miller, and thousands of other practitioners around the world that use this gold standard to delivering therapeutic outcomes. So I was like, oh, there it is. So now. Mm. So that's what I do, and I use that as a a, um, a framework and like a way of keeping me honest. Um, and I can say that, yeah, it's 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 um it's considered a gold standard approach to offering therapeutic outcomes. Gee, I hope that's the right thing to say. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, I don't get many complaints, so that's all right. <laughs> I did. It did. Um, I just wrote some. Okay, I did a post on um, uh, social media and it was like, what is adventure therapy? And it's like adventure because we don't really know what's going to happen. Um, therefore, it's adventurous. And therapy because we're using a, an evidence-based approach to, to getting therapeutic outcomes. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is kind of unique to you and what you find fun, safe and useful. And that, that's it. Like it doesn't even have to be outdoors. Um, yeah. I prefer to be outdoors, but... You know, I have been known to take kids bowling because at the time that's what they needed. I once spent all day playing Uno inside in front of a fire on a rainy day with somebody because that's what they needed at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's not all abseiling and whitewater rafting. 
um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's what's relevant. And that's a great way of keeping it relevant. I love it. I love what you're doing. So tell us some of the activities. So we've got we've got Uno in front of a fire. We've got yeah, we've, yeah, white water rafting, abseiling. You talked about something about making spoons or, or something before. Yeah, yeah, carving spoons out of wood. Yeah. Um, I've seen you lighting yeah. fires, you know, with the sticks. And- yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, it's, you know, it could be fishing. It could be bike riding. Um, often we kind of put a few things together and make like a little adventure. So, you know, I, I've done stuff where we paddleboarded up a creek to then run along a rail trail to find a geocache, um, which are these things people hide in the everywhere. And it's like an online game that you can look at maps and try and find them in the real world. Um, it, I go, I, I regularly go up to a place called Jumbuck Park, which everyone should check out. Um, and you know, you can do things like archery or just go for a walk, um, rock climbing, caving, looking for fossils, um, surfing, snorkeling, paddleboarding, swimming. Um, I'm like my background is in running adventure programs and being a commercial guide, so I've got the training behind so that's probably important to say it's like i'm not just a dude that let's go do this stuff i've actually i've got um a training which is recommended by the um australian adventure activity standards i think i said that right um to to do these things safely um and it's so useful because then when a young person goes oh i really want to try this it's like yeah i can do that um and we we just kind of do it to a level that works for them and that's another beautiful thing about doing stuff one-on-one is you know say we're going to go snorkeling we we might totally make it fit for mm-hmm. their level of ability and interests yeah. and needs and then we just progress as they need it to progress and then we might go snorkeling but instead we spend the entire time i don't know um playing uno instead so <laughs> and I've seen I've seen you have a um you know next to your troopy have a um a, a little amplifier and on a beach amplifier sitting oh, yeah. in the camp and someone play a kid playing a guitar and electric guitar and yep. it just looks so much fun. Yeah, yeah. This looks great. Well, it's, it's number one rule. We've got to have fun. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, just coming back to just whatever works. As long as I say that I say to everybody. I'm happy to do whatever works as long as it's safe for me to do it and my insurance covers it. Yeah, that's a good point. A good point. Do you have you got any um really deeply impactful story? Like is is there is this is there a one instance that you can recall, you know, of, of a kid really having a breakthrough or it being really impactful for that kid? Or maybe for you. I, I yep, I got a few. But the one I'm going to say, there's a young person that I'm still working with at the moment. And when we started, I had no idea what to do. Um, they very young um, and through consulting with, with mum and dad and, um, and the young person as much as possible, we all came up with a plan that we were going to go out to a private bush block um, someone that I know that gave us access to their property and literally our first session we just walked around and they 
um, pulled up weeds and broke sticks and pushed over, you know, dead saplings and, and mm. things like that. Did that for three hours. I was like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? Like, I have no idea what's going on here. And then after a while, like, their mum gave me the feedback that I don't know what you're doing, Doug, but, like, this is working. Um, wow. And school was saying, you know, after they see you, you know, we get, like, four or four days of really rounded, regulated sort of young person. Um, and then I think I think the feedback from their psychologist too was was saying that this is this is having a great impact. Um, and I've gone from and I learned a lot through it too. So I went from kind of going, oh, I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how relevant this is. I'm actually struggling to stay engaged because I'm just walking around the bush with a shovel, digging up weeds, and it's boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then, like, I, you know, started learning and going, well, it's not my adventure, it's theirs. And, and, and what, what sort of happened now is that we went, we were doing it monthly, and I was like, oh, I don't know how I can do this. But to now we do it every two weeks. And it's like a, it, it's a part of their, their, their sort of fortnightly life. They spend three hours with me. They know, like, they go, oh, I need to go see Doug. I, I need to do this. Um, and we do... You know, we do what we do, and and then it regulates them like like their body. Um, you know, whatever it is, the the they get the energy out. They process they they process stuff from the two weeks before while we're in the bush. Um, you know, wow. the other day we had a Tonka truck and we were driving a Tonka truck around, and and that was just what they needed. Um, and now we're looking at okay, how can we try and work out some strategies so that this we can take whatever's working here. And maybe do something hopefully less destructive than pushing things and breaking things, but in your everyday life. And it's just, um, yeah, it's uh, it's now like I look forward to spending time with this young person um, whenever I see them. And I think just because it taught me so much about my expectations, you know, oh, you don't have to get to the top of this mountain, or you don't have to learn how to snorkel, or don't, you know. I don't know what you need, so I just need to go in with a um, an open mind and mm. be flexible. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's so it's so rewarding. It's like a huge success story. Um, I mean, I've got stories of working with so many kids, and like everyone's different, and everyone, you know, I could probably say the same sort of thing about every kid that I've worked with. It's almost, you know, to say that once we once I think once we find the thing that works for them. And it's like that aha, epiphany, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that aha moment. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's cool. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just cool. It's just cool. Like, um, I love it. To, to, just to go in there and just to go, I have no idea what you need and you have no idea who I am. And this is very awkward and I know it's awkward, but I'm going to do everything I can to try and make you feel safe and comfortable and enjoy yourself so then I can try and figure out with you how to make this actually useful. Um, yeah, like every time you start, I'm, I'm jumping now, sorry, but every time you start with, with a new person, like it's that 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 weird, sticky awkwardness that I feel and I know they feel um, and I feel the responsibility to try and make them feel safe. But like once I know, I know we can get through that. And once we get through it, when we find something, 
that works, that's probably, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Wow. Uh, it's kind of, a, kind of addictive. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah. I so love it. I love it. And, like, I might say too, like I'm still in contact with some people now, they're grown-ups, that when I first started, you know, working in an out-of-home care organisation running an adventure program, over 12 years ago, I'm still in contact with a couple of them and just like to see how they've grown and um, just the, the cool people that they are. And I don't know, a little bit selfishly you go, oh, I had like a teeny tiny part of their journey and I got to sit there and see them when they were 12 or 13 or 14 yeah. or 15 or something like that. And now I get to see them again when they're older and I can see the ups and downs that they've had and, and, and it's cool just to talk to them and they go, oh, you remember when... That happened and um, there's one young fella, well, he's not so young anymore, I think he's like 25 or 26, maybe even 27, uh, and we chat about the trip that we did. He's like, he's like, I'm your age, but when you took me away. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's a spin, <laughs> it's a spin out, isn't it, mate? Um, so that's cool. Uh, um, yeah. Just, that, I don't know, everything Everything in life is about relationships. Um, you yeah, know, forget about the theory, forget about all the clever stuff. At the end of the day, if you can't form a relationship with somebody, you've got nothing. Well, maybe that's harsh. But like, really, that's it for me. That's the success yeah. in helping people is my ability to find a connection with them, and, or like a real one, not a fake one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and hold a relationship with them and then, make sure that I can help. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think relationships are everything. And we yep. won't go down the whole harsh. If you haven't got a relationship, you're screwed up, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I do agree. I think it's so important. It's so important to build good relationships. But mm. now Doug, there's going to be um other people who are who I do have people on this who listen and think, yeah, I just want to start something. I just can't yet. You know, I just uh, can't push myself over that line. What do you want to say to them? Well, at the risk of sounding a bit sort of cliche and corny, like if, so take <laughs> me, like I, I did outdoor therapy um, or, or adventure or whatever. Like I know that through and through. Who Don't worry about the business stuff. Yeah. Like if you if you have a craft or a passion that you do well and you can talk for hours about unprompted like me, yeah. um, don't worry about the business side of thing because you'll find a way. Yeah. Um, and and if you don't know how, find people that do and bugger them, not like annoy them until yeah. they'll help you. Like just keep bugging them um, and say, <laughs> hey, be my mentor, be my mentor. Um until they say yes, because that's, I think, for me, aside from being good at what I do, um, this, I couldn't have done it without the help from from mentors. Um, yeah. That's yeah. number one. Um, yeah, totally. I agree with you. And I think just, I, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I know. And, and often we think we've only got to have, you know, who's your mentor? But I, I think that we should have. Lots of different mentors that we ask yep. different things of, you know, and so that we're not we're not smashing one of them all the time. But you know, it's kind of like, well, I need to know about this, so I'm going to ask this person, and I need to know about yep. that, so I'll ask that. I've person. got one. I've got like uh, two old managers, three old managers, 
Uh, I've got someone who I get clinical supervision from who's 10 years younger than me and I consider her a mentor. Shush. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I've I, young people that I used to work with, you know, I've probably got at least 10 mentors that I w- would touch base with for different things. Yeah. Um, but I just realised that this works for our personality, like you and me, yeah. but someone who is more thoughtful and thinks it through will just be sitting in the corner rocking going, oh, just do it, whatever, Doug, you <laughs> I um, know. <laughs> so I want to take that back and I want to say don't just do it, but, like, I think it's important to to know that you don't have all the answers and you can't expect to have it all figured out before you start. I think you need to be as organised as you can be to a point that you are not totally freaking out but not totally comfortable and may, maybe just have the first couple of steps figured out and then, you know, you, you, I think you, the biggest thing is you've just got to start moving. Yeah, I agree. And be as prepared as you can be. People like you and me just go, I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll figure it out. But then people like maybe my wife will be like, no, no, I need to know what the end goal is. So I okay. yeah, maybe censor that a little bit and just but um it, don't expect to have it figured out. Um, no. yeah, because you, you won't, but you will if you find find mentors, find people, you'll get it. You, yeah. You'll get it. And if you're passionate enough, people will see it and and they'll wanna they want to engage with you and back to that relationships. I think yeah. that's my probably one of the top reasons why I'm doing well yeah. at the moment is because I'm like that's a priority for me is holding yeah. relationships with parents, yeah. with kids, with business, other businesses and and and, and people and, and mentors and community and yeah. Yeah, yeah be nice, I, be nice yeah. to people. Yeah, I know it doesn't seem it shouldn't be that hard, but um sometimes <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what goes wrong, but I do agree with you because people there are different types of people, different types of personalities, and there are some of us who just go for it, and there are others who need a lot more information. But at this, but I think yeah. you've hit the nail on the head. It just you can't be perfect. You'll never be perfect. You'll never be able to start perfect. So start messy. Be prepared to start messy and learn as you go. If you need more stuff, get gather more stuff, but then still start messy. Do you know? Just. Yep. it's 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 not never going to create itself if you don't move it, it just just isn't so that's true oh well doug i've absolutely love this conversation i absolutely love you <laughs> look at me i'm getting all italian yeah i love you but <laughs> where other people are going to be loving this as well i know that so where can they find you uh, they could just Google me, Gippsland Adventure Therapy. Uh, you'll find me. I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook. I have a website. I think, too, if you put my name in, you'll probably get something. Um, yeah, sorry, I drive around in a troopie that's really noticeable, so you'll see me on the highway probably. Um, come up to me, say hi. Um, I'll have a good chat. If I'm working, I might be respectful and just sort of say, oh, I need to talk to you later because I'm with somebody. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, just yep, Google's probably the best way. I love I it, and I and I think people will be able to Google Gippsland Adventure Therapy a lot easier than Googling how to spell your name. So <laughs> it's Doug Mazinski, but you know, there's a lot of our C's and Z's and Y's and stuff all, all thrown in there. But um, I was, and you're also on LinkedIn as well. So and I, and I'm going to put all those. Oh yeah, I don't links. check that often. 
Oh, well, it's still there, but um, Doug's very responsive to email and to, you know, through through Messenger and all that sort of stuff. So I'll put all those um, links in the show notes anyway so people can get hold of you. But I have absolutely sure. loved this conversation, Doug. You are just a, you're a bloody legend. You and I are both going to be talking at the Hero Roundtable uh, conference in Yarram in November, and I can't mm. wait. And you're going to have to watch it, Doug, because I'm probably going to run around the whole time trying to run after you and cuddle you. So why the straight face? Oh, you love it. <laughs> I love hugs. It's okay. I love them. <laughs> I'll so hug you back for sure. Oh, thanks, Dougie. So for those of you just listening and not watching the video, he um when I said it, he just had this straight face and looked at me like almost horrified that I'd be running around chasing him for cuddles. <laughs> no, he's fine. Hey, can I? Can I? I forgot to say something. Can I add yeah. something to the? Is that okay? You can cut of it out course. if you want. But it's it's kind it's kind of a serious thing. And it's something that I try, I really want to get people to do. Um, <laughs> so feel free to cut this out. No, I'm not cutting it out. Go but, on. But I just, it's so important to teach kids about consent. And yeah. so with young people growing up and adolescents, like, please, can just just role model asking consent for, for stuff and respect people's, um, you know, autonomy over their bodies and their mind. Um, yeah. So it's just been a really important thing for me, and, and yeah. I know that you, 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 you run a similar race. Um, yeah. So when when people when you're when you're thinking about doing new things and all that, don't forget, you know, don't forget to 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 advocate for what you need, and don't get corralled into into yeah. doing things someone else's way, whatever that is, business, life, relationships, yeah. whatever. So sorry, that's just a big passion of mine. Oh. I'm glad you added that on the end because, and I'm not cutting it out because it's bloody important. Uh, so, no, I'm, I, no, absolutely uh, important. So that's staying in. So you can guarantee. Okay. I'm not, anyway, I don't want the extra editing work. So you know, I've, I've, I've vowed, I've vowed lately that I'm going to give myself more self care and not do so much editing. Good. So, bam, it's in. So <laughs> I love it. Just let it go. It's raw. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a hoot. Um, um, it's, it's been great spending time with you and I can't wait to see you in person. Yeah, I can't wait either. All right. Well, thanks so much, Doug. <laughs> oh, thank you. Cheers. Okay. See ya. <laughs> oh, guys, Doug is bloody fantastic. You know, I absolutely love people who are so authentic and people who say, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm giving it a crack anyway. Like, geez, I love that. You know, and we're, we're, we're human. Like we can't, we cannot know everything. We cannot get everything perfect. We just can't. So if there's something that, like Doug, he was so passionate about nature and he just went and did it and, and absolutely pooping himself about business, but he's doing it anyway and he's managing. So if there's something that you've got, you know, sitting under the surface that you really want to do, but you're so damn scared, you know, I only know about this bit of it, but I don't know about that bit of it. Give it a go because what what how are you going to feel if you don't give it a go? You know, and there are people out there who do know the answers to the stuff that you don't know the answers to. So I really, really hope that Doug inspired you. I love what he's doing. Go follow him, Gippsland Adventure Therapy. And well, actually, gippslandadventuretherapy.com.au. You know, check him out, see what he's doing because he's just doing some great stuff for kids with 
Well, kids with, you know, ASD or kids that are having comp- got complex trauma and that, and I tell you, these kids really do need, they do need this extra stuff that really matters to them. So, you know, bravo to Doug for doing that. So I hope you've loved this episode. Um, I love Doug. I love what he's doing. I absolutely know that you've got something that you haven't done yet that you are wanting to do and please do it for those of you that are doing your thing bloody ripper absolutely fantastic so that's it for me thank you so much for joining me again this week and i will see you next week see ya thanks for joining me as always i hope this episode inspired you If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.